Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA draft, John Wall will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. The volume. The NBA season is in full swing, and when I can't get enough of the action on the court, I spice things up by betting on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official partner of the NBA. Right now, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. I was looking at the lines for making the playoffs today, and you can get the Lakers at plus 115 to make the playoffs, and the Warriors, check this out, at plus 205 to make the playoffs. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code HOOPS. That's H-O-O-P-S. New customers can bet 5 bucks on the NBA and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code HOOPS. That's H-O-O-P-S. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778 Hope and Y or text Hope and Y to 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash basketball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. All right, welcome to Hoops Tonight here at The Volume. Happy Thursday, everybody. Hope all of you guys are having an incredible week. We just got a quick show today. We're going to hit the Cleveland Cavaliers, who have won 11 of their last 14 games and got a big win over the Milwaukee Bucks last night, albeit without Giannis Antetokounmpo. And then at the tail end of the show, I finally got around to watching that Suns comeback against the Kings, where Kevin Durant moved to the five. They went small, and they looked incredible on both ends of the floor as they came back to win after being down 22 points in the fourth quarter. A lot of really interesting stuff there, and what I think could be 
be an interesting lineup for the Suns to to use kind of sparingly as a weapon down the line. I want to dig into that concept. You guys know the drill before we get started? Subscribe to our brand new YouTube channel. It mean a lot to me if you guys would take a second to scroll down and hit that subscribe button. Don't forget about our podcast feeds. If you're more into the podcast format of the show, you can find that wherever you get your podcasts under hoops tonight. Follow me on Twitter at underscore Jason LT so you guys don't miss any show announcements as well as the film threads that I do most mornings. I did film threads on both of these games that you can find on my Twitter feed at underscore Jason LT. And then last but not least, keep dropping mailbag questions in the YouTube comments. I know we've kept pushing the mailbag back, but I talked to the team and and, uh, the idea was if I'm going out of town for five days, we might as well run it while I'm out of town. So we're going to be recording that tomorrow. So still one more day to get mailbag questions in. I'm going to hit a ton of them. So keep dropping those mailbag questions in the YouTube comments. All right, let's talk some basketball. So obviously Giannis was out, but the Cavs blitzed the Bucks from the opening tip. They were up 22 to two. And I want to focus in on the defensive end of the floor because they, here's the thing, even without Giannis, and obviously Giannis is an incredibly important player for the Bucks. He's the one fast guy really in that starting lineup, like truly, truly like transcendently fast type of player, right? And so he's going to, it's obviously going to hurt for him to not be out there. But there's enough offensive skill in that lineup for them to be decent, right? Especially on the offensive end of the floor. Like Dame is a transcendently great offensive player. Chris Middleton is a good, very, very good offensive player. Brooke Lopez is a is a big man who brings enough offensive versatility to, to make scoring po- a, a possibility. Malik Beasley's been one of the best shooters in the league this year. Andre Jackson Jr. was the one kind of like offensive weak point in that lineup. But they literally could not generate a quality shot to save their lives to start this game. And so it came down to a bunch of, of, of specific matchup dynamics. So first of all, Isaac Okoro was on Damian Lillard. And he's one of the few players in the league that's big enough, to, uh, or I should say bigger than Dame, but also quick enough to stay in front of him. And what they were doing is in any Brook Lopez action, they were hedging and recovering with Jared Allen, and Isaac Okoro would sprint and meet Dame at some point on his drives as Dame would try to beat the hedge with either a split or by dribbling around uh, um, by uh, dribbling around Jared Allen. And Isaac Okoro forced a couple of turnovers that way. There was a time where Dame just straight up tried to ISO Isaac Okoro early in the game, and he just chested him up, put his body in the way. And Dame and Chris Middleton in particular were – playing a lot of grift basketball. They were kind of just dribbling into guys' chests and throwing junk up and trying to get fouls. We'll talk about the Bucks later, but they they didn't really attack this game um, in any sort of serious manner. It was, it, a lot of stuff coming out of Milwaukee despite their record that's kind of weird, and, and last night was definitely one of those games. But Isaac Okoro on Dame was the first major matchup. The second matchup, and I thought the one that was arguably the most impactful during this run, was Dean Wade on Chris Middleton. First of all, same thing. When Chris Middleton was attacking Dean Wade in isolation situations, Dean Wade was playing classic positional defense. He was sliding his feet, taking the contact in the chest, keeping his arms up high so that he doesn't get called for a foul, and he's got good size, and so he's forcing Chris to take tough shots over the top, and he was frustrating Chris as he was beating him to spots, and Chris was just trying to throw junk up at the rim to try to get fouls. But the big thing that Dean Wade was doing was his ability to switch. They were switching the Dame Middleton pick and roll and putting Dane Wade on Dame. Dean Wade got to stop sliding his feet on Dame. They were switching any sort of uh, uh, pick and roll with great uh, with Brooke Lopez and. Chris Middleton. So then Dean Wade would just rotate onto Brooke Lopez and just kind of battle. And they were doubling him out of that. There was a possession to Donovan Mitchell's credit, who's having a great defensive season. He uh, Dean Wade 
got Lopez on a switch. Lopez backed him down on that left block, and Donovan Mitchell sprinted in, double-teamed, got him to get rid of the basketball. Pass went right. It was only one pass away. Easy kick out to Malik Beasley. Donovan Mitchell is an elite athlete at the guard position, sprinted out like crazy and chased Malik Beasley off the line and forced him into a dribble pull-up jump shot. But that ability of Dean Wade to not be super easily scored on in a switch against a big or a guard was a really useful uh, tool for the Cavs during that defensive effort <clears throat> that really frustrated the Milwaukee Bucks last night. And then they just were pushing in transition on every single stop. And Milwaukee's transition defense is awful. They let teams get out in transition over 17% of their possessions, which ranks dead last in the league according to cleaning the glass. But that's a good game plan from Cleveland. They were just running it down their throat every single time. A lot of bad floor balance from Milwaukee. There was a possession where at one point they had all five offensive players below the charge circle. And big shock, it ended up leading to, I believe, if I remember correctly, it was Max Struess getting a run out, uh, a foul. But that was all it was. It was just incredible defense from all five guys, completely bought in, frustrating the Bucks, and then sprinting it down the other end in transition. And then a mix-in of some Donovan Mitchell shot-making. He hit this ridiculous step back on Isaac Okoro where he damn near made him fall down. Um, or not on Isaac Okor, excuse me, it was on Andre Jackson Jr. I don't know, I'm mixing names up today. But uh, it was a step back on Andre Jackson Jr. Made him nearly fall down that he knocked down. He had a pull-up three and pick and roll over the screen. He beat Malik Beasley in the mid-range with a pull-up jump shot. It was just that bit of shot making mixed in with running out for wide open layups and dunks and then excellent defense. All of a sudden, they're up 20, 20, 22 to two and the Bucks quit and the game is over. On the Bucks front, like again, I it kind of, it 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 just was it felt like one of those games where they realized Giannis was out and they went into the game with no real belief that they were going to win. And you could see it in a bunch of different areas. Dame and, and Chris Middleton just dropping their shoulder into defenders' chests and then just trying to draw fouls by just throwing up weird shots. Like Dame was drawing multiple defenders at the ball screen, but just swinging the ball out of it, not really doing anything to try to compromise the defense in that situation. And then they were jogging back in transition. A lot of basic things too, like floor balance stuff, where guys are you know it just it just was incredibly sloppy. Uh, a basketball from the Milwaukee Bucks. Again, it's one of those ones that you just kind of crumple up and throw out. But again, like Milwaukee's got a really good record. But there's just some weirdness surrounding that team. I'm not, I'm not sure what it is, but at the same time, I want to cut them the same slack that I've been cutting a lot of teams, which is this is the NBA in January. This is what it can be like sometimes. You're right smack in the middle of things. So you've been doing this for a long time, and you still have a really long way to go. And I think that that can go a long way towards just kind of like causing wildly oscillating levels of effort from team night to night. Right, you get a Boston team that beats the Timberwolves and then gets their ass kicked by the Bucks. The Bucks kick the shit out of the Celtics and then go get their ass kicked by the Cavs. Right, like it's just this weird dynamic where it's the oscillating effort that's primarily dictating whether or not a team, you know, kind of comes out with the uh, 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 with the win on any given night in this time of year. So I want to cut the Bucks some slack. You just kind of crumple that one and throw away. But it definitely was a disappointing effort. Now on the Cavs front, Evan Mobley went down after the Orlando game, eighteen games ago. Then they quickly drop three of their next four, and then Darius Garland goes out of the lineup. And then everybody in the league's like, hmm, this is interesting. Like, we're not sure even if the Allen Mobley front court works in terms of the playoffs. It's just really difficult for them to score and pick and roll in that situation. You have two small guards in that lineup. Now you have Darius Garland and Evan Mobley out for a long time. 
the regular season to that point hadn't been that impressive from Cleveland. And so you're like, hmm, like this kind of felt like a teetering point. Like it was a teetering point where it might be one of those things where now is the time to kind of reconfigure or are they going to kind of salvage these things? Nope, they salvaged things. They went 11-3 and three over their next 14 games since Darius, Darius Garland went out. Sixth in offense and third in defense. Most of their success comes off of similar stretches to what we saw last night against Milwaukee. They defend like crazy, and they get out and run. As a matter of fact, they're only 24th in the NBA in half-court offense. So they're not really great at scoring. As a matter of fact, they're bad at scoring in the slow-down half-court environment. But they're seventh in fast-break points per 100 possessions this season. They get out and run, and that bolsters them on the offensive end of the floor. But most importantly, they don't just run for the sake of running. There are a lot of teams that run out and transition and take bad shots. The Cavs do not do that. They run selectively when they see good opportunities for them to get great shots. They run off their defense in particular. They're not just just playing with unnecessary pace, right? They're at 1.17 points per transition possession. That ranks eighth in terms of efficiency per possession among all NBA teams. That's excellent. Overall, Cleaning the Glass has this metric. It's a cool metric. They call it um, transition points added per 100 possessions. It's just a way to kind of like singularly capture your volume of transition and your efficiency into like one metric, right? Because <clears throat> there are a lot of teams that run in transition a ton, but they don't necessarily score. And then there are selective teams that run a lot or uh, don't run as often, but when they do, they get layups and dunks, right? And those are the teams that are more efficient, right? And then there's a, a metric that Cleaning the Glass has that kind of combines all of that stuff. Well, For the Cavs, they rank third in the league in that kind of combined metric, meaning they are the third best transition offense in the NBA. So the question is, why is Cleveland's defense so successful? And the reality is really simple. It's complete and total buy-in down the lineup from everyone, including their star. Donovan Mitchell is flying around and helping recover situations. Dean Wade, we talked about earlier, is competing in switches against players bigger and smaller than him, and he's guarding wings well. Isaac Okoro and Max Struess are competing at the point of attack with physicality and relentless back pressure and and, and, and just using their quickness and size, right? Okoro specifically is one of those guys, he has his offensive limitations, but he's just he's just such a useful defensive player with his ability to guard the quick guards in the league with his size that can uh, that can become a problem, right? And then Jared Allen, he's capable of switching, he's capable of dropping, he's capable of hedging, he's just a versatile defensive big. He kind of fits into that mold that I talk about in terms of team construct where you want to have a defensive kind of fulcrum at the center position that can defend in multiple coverages. Otherwise, you become very matchup dependent, right? <clears throat> the defense is real too, regardless of opponent. As a matter of fact, they allow just 112 points, 112.4 points per 100 possessions against the top 10 offenses in the league, which ranks number one in the NBA. Now, to be clear, they've been in an easier stretch of their schedule as of late, and things will get tougher, but they're playing some really good basketball. They're now going on the road to play four tough games. They're at Atlanta, at Orlando, at Milwaukee twice. Then they come home for the Clippers. And so we're going to find out really quickly how much of this is real for them, at least in terms of this particular group, obviously with Garland and Mobley still being, or uh, uh, Garland and Mobley still being out. <clears throat> Specifically, it's going to come down to a couple, uh, to, uh, it's going to come down to, can they get enough stops to get out and transition often enough to bolster their half-court offense? And then in the half-court, are they going to get enough shot-making from guys like Donovan Mitchell, right? 
Like that, that's going to be what's going to carry them against these better opponents. Because what's going to happen is specifically teams like Orlando who has really big perimeter offensive players are going to try to attack the smaller Cleveland perimeter defenders, right? <clears throat> um, the Clippers are going to space them out and, and test some of their other perimeter defensive players. And if they don't get as many stops, they're not going to be able to run as much, which is going to put a strain on their half-court offense. And they're at Milwaukee twice, and Milwaukee's going to want revenge. So those are going to be some tough games. If they can go three and five or three and two in those five games, that would be a huge win for this Cleveland Cavaliers team. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano. It is an insider's look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will bring his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoops takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, moving on to the Suns with KD at the five. And so uh, they were down 22 with, uh, you know, something like seven or eight minutes left, if I remember correctly. And I just kind of cataloged every single possession or the majority of the possessions as the Suns came back to win. And you could find that again in that thread on my Twitter feed at underscore Jason LT. But, you know, my main takeaway from watching that group, what makes it all work, because they're pretty small, right? Like you've got Kevin Durant, but after that, it's like Eric Gordon, you know, he's not necessarily the tallest guy in the world. You know, Grayson Allen, not necessarily the tallest guy in the world. Bradley Beal, not necessarily the tallest guy in the world. And Devin Booker's the second tallest guy in the lineup at 6'6 or 6'5 or whatever he is, right? So, like, it's a small lineup. But the reason why it works is all about Kevin Durant. He's just an unbelievably incredible defender when he's locked in like that. It's actually insane. Like, he can guard Sabonis straight up. Sabonis was trying to bully him, couldn't move him off his spot. He can guard De'Aaron Fox straight up, locked him up in an ISO late in the game. <clears throat> he can switch. He can drop. He had a block on Malik Monk in drop coverage. That was one of the things that was successful against Sacramento is they were doing a lot of switching, but then randomly they wouldn't. And when they wouldn't, they were forcing turnovers and forcing mistakes. Uh, from Sacramento. There's a play where like they switched a bunch of dribble handoffs in a row and then suddenly Devin Booker was like, nope, I'm going to shoot the gap on this one. And he forced a illegal screen off of Harrison Barnes who was moving when he knocked him over. There, Kevin Durant would like switch, switch, switch and then suddenly he would drop. And when he would drop, it would like catch Sacramento off guard. He was doing a really nice job of kind of throwing off 
their rhythm. It, it, also, just not switching for the sake of switching, but switching when guys would get screened was a big thing that was helping. And then lastly, Kevin Durant's an outstanding low man help defender. <clears throat> there was a play where I want to say Eric Gordon got driven by by Malik Monk along the right side on the wing, and I have this play clipped. And Kevin Durant identified, I talk often about how help defenders have a complicated decision because if you just help all the time, you make these easy kickout reads. So you have to make a decision based on how compromised the on-ball defender is. Is he completely compromised? Then you got to go help because it's better to give up a catch-and-shoot three on the weak side than a wide-open layup because... A catch-and-shoot three on the weak side might, for a really good shooter, like Grayson Allen's one of the best catch-and-shoot guys in the league. Catch-and-shoot three for him is worth 1.4 points per possession. But guess how much a driving layup is worth if the defender is compromised? Probably going to make it at least nine out of ten times, right? There, there, there'll be the occasional play where the offensive player is too sped up and he shoots the layup over the front of the rim or something like that, right? But nine out of ten is 1.8 points per possession. So it's a very important decision that Kevin Durant has to make there to either help or to stay home. And on this possession, he realized that Eric Gordon was pushing him underneath the basket. And so he kind of stayed back to watch out for that corner pass. Malik Monk at the last second decided to jump back and Grayson Allen had done a really, had uh, done a really nice impromptu switch onto Demonis Sabonis and kind of fronted him in the post and he was in position to help and knock that ball away as Malik Monk went up underneath the basket. It was a really nice low man possession from Kevin Durant who can also clean up the defensive glass there, who can also block shots when the defender is compromised, who can also do things like even when open uh, uh, offensive players are there, he can block passing angles. There was a play where Darren Fox got downhill and Grayson Allen and Kevin Durant kind of like trapped him and Kevin Herter kind of cut right in front of the rim and he was wide open, but there was no passing angle there because Kevin Durant is basically has him swallowed up, which allowed Eric Gordon to stay home on the weak side and get a steal as De'Aaron Fox tried to force a skip pass to the right corner. The point is Kevin Durant and his ability to guard quick guards, guard bigs, guard and drop coverage, you know, switch, guard and help and recover situations, clean up the defensive glass, all of that capability makes a lineup like that function in a way that it just wouldn't for anybody else. Right, And so that's where Kevin Durant just being basically, uh, for lack of a better word, a superstar can clean up and patch up holes that a lineup would otherwise create. From there, it's all about speed and skill. Again, we're talking about four players in Eric Gordon, Bradley Beal, Grayson Allen, and Devin Booker who are all fast, who can all dribble, who can all shoot, who can all pass. Eric Gordon, to his credit, spent some time on Demonis Sabonis, and Sabonis had no interest in attacking him. And then in all those off-ball actions, really sharp communication from Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, um, and Grayson Allen. There were several. There were some complicated interchanges, like triple switches, where like three people were involved in the action, and all three of them just kind of ended up in the right place through communication and through effort. Uh, Grayson Allen, in particular, was outstanding in help defense. He had a couple of turnovers he forced on Demonis Sabonis, like digging down when he would turn his head as he was trying to bully Kevin Durant. I talked about the big block that he had on Malik Monk. And then I talked about Devin Booker and how he cost a couple of uh, turnovers with impromptu non-switches when they were switching interchanges and Devin Booker would just go like, nope, not switching this one. And it would just throw the Sacramento Kings out of... out of. Uh, there, were, there was a, a play where Malik Monk just threw the ball out of bounds. And then I talked about the Harrison Barnes illegal screen on the dribble handoff. But it was just down the lineup, uh, a hellacious effort, a ton of speed, and then Kevin Durant tying it all together. And then on offense, they were running hard in transition. Bradley Beal and Kevin Durant got run out dunks during that stretch. 
And then, like I said, everyone can dribble, shoot, and pass at a high level. And so Kevin Durant or Devin Booker, Kevin Durant would like get an ISO and drive on a guy and then De'Aaron Fox would double team. Or Devin Booker would run a ball screen and draw two defenders in the ball screen. And then from there, they would just play driving kick basketball with the other four guys, except for all of them can dribble, shoot, and pass. And so it'd be like, oh shit, you just ran at Eric Gordon and he threw the extra pass to Grayson Allen on the wing and he knocks down the three. Oh shit, you hit Grayson Allen, you close out, he makes the extra pass to Eric Gordon, another guy closes out, now all of a sudden Grayson Allen's open again and the ball goes back to Grayson Allen and he makes it. Kevin Durant was getting open threes as well. They got wide open threes on the majority of those possessions down the stretch, even some ones that they missed. Kevin Durant missed a wide open three on the right wing when they were in their zone that the Kings ran a few times down the stretch. So... It just, again, like it, 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 it discombobulated Sacramento on both ends of the floor because it's a non-traditional way to play basketball. But at the end of the day, that's what, that's what I see that lineup being used as. Is it tenable long-term? Of course not. You're not going to be able to play Kevin Durant at the five big picture for massive minutes. It's too fatiguing. It's too much to ask. So how do you use a lineup like that? You use it as a death lineup. Okay, this team's bothering us with size and they're up five in the early second quarter. Let's throw out the death lineup and let's regain control of the game. Let's throw a giant wrench in things and retake control of the game. Okay, it's a close game late. And, you know, based on this particular matchup, we like the ability to go small. You go small in that situation. That That's the way the death lineup is used or was used by the Warriors. It was, they didn't start games with it. It was literally something that they brought out selectively to regain control of the rhythm of a game or to close a game. And that's kind of what I see that lineup as for the Suns. And there were some issues. Like there was a play where Keegan Murray got an offensive rebound over um, – over Eric Gordon just because he's bigger, right? There was a play where Deere and Fox got an offensive rebound over Grayson Allen just because he's a better athlete, right? Like they're going to have some limitations, but this is one of one of the concepts that I talk about a lot on this show. Lean into your strengths. Don't try to be what other teams are if you're not as good as them at that. Don't try to be Denver because Denver's better at being Denver than you are. Be the best version of what your team's strengths are. The Phoenix Suns are not physically imposing. The Phoenix Suns are not going to bully teams. But they probably have one of the most skilled five-man groupings that you can put together in the NBA. So, that's a great look for them to have. While you're busy doing your thing, we're going to lean into our strengths and try to regain control of the game that way. That's why I really, really like that lineup. By the way, 25 possessions so far this year. With Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Grayson Allen, Bradley Beal, and Eric Gordon. They are plus 64.5 points per 100 possessions in those 25 possessions. Just unbelievably dominant. Thought it was really, really interesting. It's going to hinge on a defensive effort, especially from Kevin Durant. But I love that as a wrench for them to be able to throw for certain stretches of games. All right, guys. That is all I have for today. We'll be back tomorrow. I've got a bunch of stuff. We're going to do a mailbag. We're going to do some midseason award stuff. It's going to be basically uh, just a bunch of like kind of middle of the year content as I'm in Breckenridge. And then we'll be back on Wednesday next week with game breakdowns. And then I'm in town. Um, I think my wife and I might go on. We usually go skiing for her birthday. So 
maybe in late March, I might hop out of town for like a really short trip, like a two or three day trip. But other than that, I plan on being in town until after the NBA finals. And so uh, it's just going to get into that, to, to the rhythm of that grind from there. I will see you guys on Wednesday. Well, I should say I'll see you tomorrow and then we'll take a little break and then I'll be back on Wednesday from there. I appreciate you guys. I will see you tomorrow. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.